The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. Well, hello there for the second time in one day. And if you're not listening to this on a Thursday, that would be confusing. But it's M here. Uh, I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, and you're a divergent magic brain and a podcaster. And this is just like a little situation I wanted to have with you because I finished watching Love is Blind season three. Oh, <sighs> so much to talk about. And I just, I don't even know where to begin. I feel like we should begin with the person that probably had the most impactful moment on the show and didn't even end up marrying anyone. And that is former operations manager turned wildlife photographer, Andrew. Now, Andrew, (laughs) now remember, he loves the sexual kung fu. There's also this sexual kung fu, as they call it, for men. And has been working on mini orgasms sans ejaculation. The ultimate goal of that is to uh, have an orgasm without ejaculating. And there's a set of practices, and I've I've worked on this over time. And at this point, I'm able to have uh, sort of mini orgasms. Uh, without ejaculating during sex, which is the greatest. No jizz. He, he, he said he was working with a tantric sexual teacher, sexual kung fu, and it's his life's work is devoted to this. So he was a very interesting character, ended up proposing to Nancy. Nancy turned him down and then he walked out from the pod down to the producers where you do your kind of, you know, post-match interview. And they said to him, how are you feeling? And he started talking and he said, oh, hang on a minute. And then he proceeds to get out some eye drops and squeeze them in his eye and then pretend to cry. Are you rolling? No. Oh, hang on. My fault. It's just too much. It didn't feel good, to be completely honest. I guess it was a good moment for that. It's okay that I'm doing it. Like your eyes are hurting you? Yeah. I never thought I could care for someone that would bring me to tears. And he said to the producers, you're going to edit this out, right? And I didn't actually hear a response, but this went everywhere online. And I then went and looked at the creator of the show, Chris Colin. He has spoken out about it and basically said, watching it live, I just couldn't believe that that was what was happening. It was jaw dropping. I cannot believe he's doing that. You need to know that the production team would have been they would have been, they would have been having like orgasms without ejaculations. That is gold. That is reality TV. There is, it's a once in a lifetime solar eclipse, fucking albino seals in Narnia having babies occurrence. You get a contestant asking you to stop down filming so they can put eye drops in their eyes and pretend to cry. That is, you can retire. Like that's it. You're done. 
So they got this on film. And, you know, the Visine tears have gone everywhere. And if he doesn't get an eyedrop sponsorship, bless you, Andrew. For me, what a moment. So let's briefly touch on all the couples. Cole and Zanab, he's a man-child, right? That was the most toxic relationship of all of them. He was lovely blue eyes, nice white teeth, but down with G-O-D so hard that what, you're going to manipulate what the person you're with eats? Or, and he kept calling her passive-aggressive. Red flag city. I just feel like the bar is so low for the men on this show. It felt like the women were of a much higher calibre and they were all just, they seemed to find women who are willing to settle for these crumbs of love. Just tiny little crumbs, just anything. You have to be this spectacular woman and just a dude to, and just show up, basically. And then it got me like spiraling. The bar is so low for cis het men, you know. And even if we think about it in our own lives, I think if you and this is not obviously everyone in a relationship, but I wonder, do you allow your partner to do things or not do things that if your friend told you that their partner was doing that, you'd say to her, "Girl, what are you doing?" Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like we all need to collectively get together and go. You know what? We're raising the bar. If we all banded together, oh, my God, can you imagine? So Cole and Zanab, toxic. And obviously she let him have it at the wedding. The last two months have not been, like, picture perfect. You have disrespected me. You have insulted me. You have critiqued me. And for what it is worth, you have single-handedly shattered my self-confidence. And I hate that you have had that kind of effect on me. That was incredible. I was just high-fiving her. It was so composed. She was so amazing. And it was like the ultimate revenge. It's what I would have, I would have got in the shower and I couldn't have even, like I had some of my best battles in the shower by myself, <laughs> reliving an argument, but she nailed it. Okay, Alexa and Brennan, flat out my favourite couple. She is an icon. When she said, I never repeat outfits, a look is a look. I don't rewear outfits. Oh. Ever. A look is a look. My daughters and I looked at each other and said, she's our favourite. They were so cute. They were so in love. He's just in awe of her. She is fabulous. And they're still together. I've gone and looked. They're still together. I love that. Colleen and Matt, oh, my God, run, girl. He is a red flag with an unsettling beard. The whole scenario, the hair and the beard, he's got the type of beard that if you turned his head upside down, you wouldn't notice. It was like, it was very hair-like, you know, like head hair-like. He is so traumatised being cheated on. He was so controlling. He treated her so badly. So fuck me, right? No. <laughs> You're going to tell me you love me and shit like that, but fuck me, right? And I worry for Colleen. Colleen has the look of a puppy that was born inside a well and lived in that well for a long time until someone finally rescued that puppy. And when they did rescue the puppy, they made it sleep outside in the cold and fed it like off meat. I worry for Colleen. Behind her eyes, there is just this depth of sadness and rejection. And I feel like she settled and they are still together. That is really disturbing. Nancy and Bartice, again, girl. Girl, run. He was just revolting. He was my least favourite. I mean, best one with the top off, sure, whatever. But he was a baby. He was another man-child who was so gross so many times. And Nancy, I think, was one of my favourites. She was so great. And they are not together. 
as you'll know, he rejected her on the altar. Not good. And apparently went on a date the day after they filmed that wedding. <laughs> but again, 25, she's 34 and she kept raising that. I think Nancy knew deep down. Raven and SK, they're great. I mean, that wedding ending was strange. I thought for sure that was going to go ahead, but apparently it was bad timing. He's going to grad school. But if you've seen the reunion, they're on. They're still on right now. So I like that. I love that for them. All right, there you go. There's my quick little Love Island. Love Island. Oh, my God. I'm I'm watching Love Island Australia as well. Like, there's just a lot going on for me. <laughs> I'm making, like, tiny little monsters while I watch these, these sad people try and find love. I remember, like, I was sitting there watching the first couple episodes of, um, you know, because what they do is when you watch Love at First Sight, Love is Blind, fuck, get your reality show straight, woman. When you watch Love is Blind, they, the first two to three eps, it's like, oh, my God, real love exists. These people know exactly what they want in partners. They want to be best friends. They want to get home and rub their feet and cook them dinner and be supportive. And you're like, God, I wish my relationship was like that. And you sit there and you feel badly about your relationship. And then by ep four, my husband was looking fucking good as gold. I was saying to Scotty, thank God I've got you. Thank God you're not like them. Thank God. So I really went on a journey with my own relationship watching this show. And by the reunion, oh, my God, I was going to give Scott a knighthood. Jesus Christ. So that's my thoughts. In summary, let's all raise the bar collectively on what we expect from cishet white men especially, and um, let's just all pray for Colleen. I hope you're okay, babes. I hope you're all right, mate. I just want you to know you deserve so much better than what that weird double beard goblin's given you. All right, gang. I'll see you on Tuesday. Bye now. Remember the 90s? Oh, no, no, Ben, do the voice. Remember, Remember the, the 90s? 90s? Yes. Remember your end of term party? I wasn't invited. Remember how you used to go to live shows? No. <laughs> Remember how it's almost the end of the year? Yes. Good, because we're bringing all those things together for a one-off extravaganza called the Emsolation End of Term Party. Party, party, party. This is your one and only chance to see M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas on stage in Melbourne. There's going to be music, there's going to be singing, there's going to be things we shouldn't say into a microphone, there's going to be lots of 90s torch songs and outfits to match. Tickets are on sale 10am November 3rd. Free, aka this morning from nationaltheatre.org.au. Get in quick. quick. quick.